What up, folks, and welcome to another episode of In the Area Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Today, I am so hyped to introduce you guys to Emily McCarter. It's me. It's her. She is the co-founder of OK, OK Creative, a social marketing, social media consulting company based out of Boulder, Colorado, but they do business internationally. You're right. Can you talk a little bit more about OK, OK Creative? I would love to. Uh, Well, first of all, I'm so happy to be on the podcast. We are old friends, and it's so good to see you. Brings back college memories. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Paul University. <laughs> for bringing us together. <laughs> and then we got the fuck out of there. Yep. Um, but, yes, uh, we're coming to you from Boulder, where I live, where our company is based. Um, so my business partner and I, her name is Whitney. She's amazing. Check her out on Instagram under Sunny Days with three N's. Hey, Sunny Days. <laughs> um, so we actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary of our business, wow. which is super exciting. Never even thought we would be here. Um, but basically we do all content creation, influencer promotion, as well as influencer program strategy building, um, as well as event support, um, and a lot of other stuff as well. We help, we help with copy as well as just social media management, um, consulting for all advertising and social media. Um, but both of us are influencers, I will say that, Um, but we prefer the term content creators. Um, Influencers, that word just has such negative connotation. Mm. Um, We like to feel like we're really doing a lot more than that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we're really fighting to destigmatize the cannabis plant. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship and your history with cannabis and how you discovered it and how you got into this? Yes. Um, cannabis and I are long friends. We have been together since I was 14, I want to say. Um, so I went to, before I was in college or excuse me, before I was even in high school, um, I went to my sister and I said, Libby, I think I want to smoke weed. Mm. Everyone, all of my friends were starting to drink and I already knew what drinking was about. You know, everyone does that. Um, And I was like, yeah, I don't really think that's for me. I want to do this thing that everyone is talking about, Mm. about this wonderful thing called cannabis. And so for the next few years throughout then high school and college, I started to self-medicate daily for um, one, just mood uplifting. Um, I I love being high. It makes everything better. It makes the world better. Ricardo took a huge dab right before this interview, (laughs) so she's... She's there, baby. I am high. <laughs> <laughs> um, nature is beautiful. We can appreciate everything we've been given. Um, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. Mm. So, um, but I did grow up as Christian and Methodist and have since moved away from that, um, which cannabis has helped tremendously. Um, so basically, yeah, I, w- I just always preferred being high to um, drinking or, I don't know, smoking tobacco, other types of things people were doing at the time. And even now compared to other drugs or people's vices, you know, such as pills or, you know, I don't know. It gets crazy. It gets There's crazy. The list goes on. Yeah. I know there. it's real. So definitely want to stay away from that. Um, I 
do I did have a good friend die of fentanyl um, mm. overdose, so that was really tragic. And um, so yeah, I've since given up. Um, you know, like cocaine, those types of drugs. Um, I really stick to plant medicines, um, such as cannabis and psilocybin, as well mm. as other plant medicines like ashwagandha. Um, you know, the list goes on. So, um, but cannabis is my true savior. I will say, um, just really helped me embrace my life and who I want to be, who I think I am, how I want to help this world. Um, so I'm really passionate about sustainability as well as racial justice and cannabis justice. Um, so we're trying to incorporate all of those things. Well, we are incorporating all of those things into our business. Um, so basically every partnership we now make with a cannabis or hemp brand or company, um, we have about a 10% fee that goes to a nonprofit that is mm -hmm. working towards racial and cannabis justice. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about that, but that's obviously just the start. We are committing our lives to being anti-racist and to, um, you know, getting justice and peace and of course getting racial and cannabis justice. Right. Yeah. That yeah. is so lovely. I mean, it's such a beautiful yeah. mission, honestly. Thank you. And you had an experience in, in college that kind of helped you realize kind yeah. of some of the injustice that was going on. Do you mind sharing that experience? Sure. Yes. Um, so I did receive two possession of marijuana charges in Indiana during college. Um, and that's because for a lot of reasons, I mean, obviously I was doing something illegal, quote unquote, but I also don't really believe in laws that people make up that are just randomly enforced. Mm. Um, so I did receive those, but due to my wealth and privilege, I was able to hire my own lawyer, um, get out of those things all without my parents even knowing, um, but without, um, the knowledge and the education and the money to do that, um, I would have very much like been in the system would have had to do a lot more, um, you know, community service, go maybe even serve jail time. I'm not even sure. Um, I was barely even on probation and just had to do an online drug class. So, and that doesn't even, um, include at the time when I was pulled over what the cops would have done to me if I was a person of color or a male person of color. So, um, yeah, it's just, the, I see that and I know how lucky I am and it's just luck of the draw who I was born mm. into, um, what body I was born into and what time and period, all that. Um, but I want to use, you know, the time I have on this earth for good. Um, so yeah, I've, that's just really what I'm committed to. Wow. And senior year, I mean, senior year is kind of a, a strange time because you know that you're about to leave university and yes. people are really trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. Did you know mm -hmm. in your senior year when this was going on that you were going to like take on this initiative and this was the direction that you were going to take your life? I mean, that was definitely a really big turning point for me because then after I did tell my parents and um, come forth with them with the truth, they um, really started telling me I need to be where it is legal. Um, they are believers that, you know, even though it was illegal at the time, I need to, um, you know, follow basically society rules. Mm. And um, if I don't, then there can be consequences and they obviously don't want those consequences for me. Right. So they were kind of just saying, you need to go where this is legal, you know, stop making a stupid decision. If you really want that to be your lifestyle, then you need to go where it's accepted. Mm. But 
I'm also the type of person where I don't take that really for an answer. I want to change the society and those rules and those laws that were put in place because I just believe they're wrong. They're mm. just inherently not correct. Yeah. So <laughs> you so you moved to Boulder. Was mm-hmm. that the first place you moved right after college? Yes. And what right was your, away. what was your plan? Like what 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 did you think you were right. gonna do? Yeah. So I had um an English writing degree from our alma mater. <laughs> um, so at that time, I didn't even know I was going to be working in the cannabis industry. Um, I wanted to pursue writing and kind of do, which I still love writing and I do want to pursue kind of like a book of short stories about my life at some point, but got to live it first. Mm. So um, I started writing for a magazine, 303 magazine. So I got an internship and that's kind of my incentive to move out here. Like I got an internship. This is the key and I'm going to turn it into a job, which I did. So I um, became assistant music editor there and was working my way up pretty quickly. And, um, but music and cannabis intersect so heavily, um, as we know, and they're two of my passions as well. I love live music. Obviously we bond over music and, yeah, it's just a constant in my life. Um, so I always wanted to fuse those things together. Um, but whenever I would try and bring up cannabis in the magazine, um, I was told our our readers don't want to see that. They don't like cannabis. They don't they, it performs badly, was what they said. It doesn't perform well. Hmm. And so then I just said, fuck this. Like I, I don't believe you. I care about cannabis. And then I had to make the decision if I cared about cannabis more than I cared about music, which I decide I did. (laughs) But that was a big one for me. Yeah. So then I quit the magazine and went to a different publication, Westward in Denver, um, which is actually a bigger um, and some would say more prestigious, just different types of publications. But um, I started writing cannabis for them. Um, But at that time, I also met Ricardo Baca, who was um, he? He started the Cannabis, which was the first cannabis publication in the United States under the Denver Post. Hmm. Um, but he started his own cannabis PR agency called Grasslands, um, and that's in Denver. So at the time, I was networking with him, and I was kind of deciding if I wanted to kind of cross the line from media to the dark side. They say yeah. to the agency world. Um, which like in college, you know, they teach you is like advertising is the devil and like, <laughs> and now I'm in advertising. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Joined him. Yes. Wow. So then I decided to switch to the dark side wow. um, and have been on the agency side since. So I worked for Grasslands, shout out, love them, um, in Denver and commuted every day for almost a year. Um, but during that time, Whitney and I connected over Instagram And we really just had similar goals. We had similar upbringings with using cannabis for mental health purposes um, and just wanting to destigmatize the plant and make it beautiful. Um, So we decided to come together and do that. And we started our agency a year ago. Wow. And you guys met over Instagram, right? You said you sent her a DM or something Mm -hmm. just for a little sesh. I slid into those. Slid in the DMs. DMs. And then what was she? So what were you like? Hey, do you want to like meet up, smoke a smoke a bowl or something? Yes. Were you smoking bowls Basically. at that time? Um, I was doing everything. I do kind of cycle in and out. Okay. I have since I I haven't smoked a dry pipe in probably a year. What is that? What is a dry pipe? That's a like a bowl. Oh, what cool. You're okay, got it. So now I prefer you know bongs or if I'm gonna smoke dry flower, 
Um, I'll just roll up a joint okay. for myself. Um, that's just more kind of nostalgic for me. Like bowls were like symbol of high school and college for mm. me because they're like easy to like put away and clean. Um, at, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know how to roll joints. So, mm. but now I've really perfected that. Uh, the art. Yeah. Yes. The art of the joint roll. Um, but, um, dabs as well, because now, um, I'm seeing how much of an impact combustion can have on my body and my lungs, especially, especially with Corona mm. still going around. Right. We don't want to be fucking with our respiratory systems. Mm. So, um, that's why I I do prefer vapor. So that's what dabbing is. You're vaporizing the concentrate of the plant. Mm. Um, so they basically take off all the chemicals from the leaves of the flower on the plant. So when you're you're smoking the flower, right? Yep. In a bowl. But then for dabbing, they've taken off all of those terpenes and cannabinoids that, that's all the sticky stuff um, that's on the trichomes that we were talking right. about. Guys, and I just got to set the scene here. I walked into <laughs> McCarter's house and like immediately, like it's like a pink light in the corner and there's just these weed marijuana plants. The and babies. Like, yeah, she's like, here, follow me. We go right to the backyard and there's another line of plants. She's growing these plants 10 <laughs> weeks old. And uh, she was telling me the difference between male and female. Do you mind t talking a little bit more yeah, about- Yeah, totally. It's a really big misconception. Um, so we're also just trying to educate people as well because people just don't know. Um so basically, the female plant is the only one that can produce flour that contains THC, CBD, CBN, all those other cannabinoids that are really beneficial that we're finding out can be used for medical purposes. So actually, I brought out this little endocannabinoid um, effects chart, hmm. um, or sorry, cannabinoid effects chart. The endocannabinoid system is what's in your body that takes in those cannabinoids and processes them. Mm. So basically all of these cannabinoids can have an effect. So um, for the most obvious one, THC, it's an, it's an immediate pain reliever. It increases appetite, um, can relieve spasms, is an antioxidant, muscle relaxant, and relieves nausea. Mm. Um, so then the biggest other cannabinoid people know about right now is CBD. So CBD reduces spasms, reduces anxiety, can help with sleep, um, muscle relaxant, antidepressant, um, reduces nausea, a lot of the similar stuff as THC, but that is non-psychoactive as they say, but that term is kind of changing as well. So a lot of these terms we're talking about are changing a lot, like, the like we were saying, everything's a hybrid. Nothing is really specifically indica or sativa and those names are actually wrong so i know we were kind of talking about this earlier but um basically the indica plant was called that because it was found near the india region on the world like Whoa. in the world yeah, 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 in the world yeah on <laughs> the earth world. yeah um and they're normal like normally like shorter and stubbier plants but then sativa plants were found on like basically like the op more of like an opposite side. I don't even know specifically. It was found in various places, but they had different distinctions on the plant, such as they were taller um, and sometimes had skinnier leaves. Wow. So that's where these distinctions are coming from. So then when you combine these plants together and cross-pollinate, that's when you get all these hybrids. But everything is basically a hybrid now. There is no just purely original. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there might be, they would just be very, very difficult to find. Um, and companies are trying to 
um, make like a database for all cannabis strains ever in the world. And like, they're doing some crazy stuff with the genetics. Wow. You're saying females are the only plant that produces Yes. Sorry. I got on another tangent. So the females are the only ones that produce this flower that have these medical benefits. So the males, they only are producing pollen and the leaves, of course, like fan leaves and like, they obviously they can be used hemp can be used um like the stalks can be used for fiber and other things but when we're talking about the actual plant where the medicine is coming from where these amazing compound chemical compounds are that we can't find anywhere else in the world are coming from the flower of the female plant mm. wow yeah and you have them separated because if you had them together then they would pollinate. They'd be pollinating. So then it would, the females would grow flower, but they would just be really, really seedy because it would be all seeds of that new generation. Wow. Yeah. But you were saying the female's future, like that's a term that people are saying. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, it also applies to when like Hillary was running for president, people were adopting that phrase of like the future is female. Um, But there's just a lot of stuff kind of like, I mean, obviously- humans would not be able to exist without the female body because we produce the next of kin. And that's same for cannabis plants, um, as well as a lot of other generations, you know, humans and animals. Um, so I just feel like that phrase is kind of all encompassing, but, um, I believe it does come from the cannabis community and yeah. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. And to go back, we were talking about meeting Sunny Days, meeting yes. Whitney. Yes. You guys. You just talked to her on the phone briefly. Yeah, just talked to Whitney on the phone. Shout out Whitney. It was great talking to you on the phone. <laughs> do you call that, do you consider that meeting someone when you talk to him on the phone? Like, did I meet Yeah, her? that's your first, yeah. That was our intro, yeah. yeah. So we met on the phone. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you guys hung out. You said she had like 30,000 Instagram followers at that time. Well, yeah, when we first met. So she's since um, doubled. Um, so she has about 60,000, but what's even crazier, she helped me grow so much as well. So I only had about one or 2000 followers on Instagram when I first met her. And then we've been collabing this last year and, um, I now have close to 19,000 followers. So over one year, like, I mean, that's just, you know, exponential growth. It's really crazy. Guys, go make sure to go follow (laughs) at McCarta gets high right now on, can you spell that for our our listeners? It is M C C A R T E R gets high. (laughs) And I love looking at your, uh, you, you produce beautiful content. So I love looking at your profile all the time, just scrolling. It's a fun place to wormhole down. Shout out worms. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I really appreciate that though. Thank you. I never thought that I would be like modeling. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> well, me. I mean, you are like this morning, literally I got here and then McCarter immediately had to take a phone business phone call. She had mm-hmm. this morning had three <laughs> shoots, right? Well, it was one shoot, one but shoot for three different clients. So what is, what comes with having uh 19,000 followers? Like, do you feel a tug of responsibility or do you feel any like, Sometimes it, it, with everything, it, it comes in waves to quote my favorite band, Susto. Um, Susto. Yeah. Whoa. You got to check them out. S-U-S-T-O. Uh-huh. Cool. I will. Yes. Um, they have a song called Waves. and <laughs> But um, so, yeah, I just think that it comes in waves. There's going to be ups and downs. Um, I mean, day to day, I don't find that much, um, you know, like pressure about it, but- 
when there's very serious things happening in the world, like there are still currently, um, I do feel more of a responsibility to, you know, share how I'm feeling, push people in, I think, the right direction um, and, you know, give people an outlet to still have like, I don't know, a, a place to go to feel welcome, but to also speak, you know, I feel like I speak the truth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It definitely, it comes in waves for sure. It's kind of hard to say. And do you interact with the people who interact with you on Instagram? Like, do you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So engagement is a huge part of it because they're, they're our community. You know, we, we, I appreciate them hopefully as much as they appreciate me um, because we're all in this together. We have to stick together. Um, I'm so happy that they're finding relief in the plant and that they're wanting to connect with me over the plant because that's the whole reason why I started my account. I was like, am I the only one smoking weed out here and feeling great and, you know, just wanting to share the beauty, but also stay woke and, you know, so, um, yeah, that's the reason why I started it to feel more of a connection to the community and show people the amazing qualities it can have. Whereas so much of the media and news that we see is just, you know, saying how bad it is usually. Right. Yeah, I know. You were telling me that the, it dates back to the tobacco farming in the U.S. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about the history of maybe where totally. you know, cannabis Totally. I'm terrible goes with dates. But um, so obviously, I mean, cannabis has been around as a plant like since humans were forming into humans. Whatever that's called. <laughs> Human Cave, formation. Caveman. Yeah, yeah. Cave Period. manning. I don't know. Look at the history of when <laughs> cannabis came about. I'm terrible. But um, oh, what I'm saying of why cannabis justice and racial justice are so closely tied is because um, people of color, usually slaves at that time in America, so prior to the Civil War, um, a lot of a very big cash crop besides tobacco, of why these slaves are being brought over to America, to the farms, um, was hemp farming was also super big, along with tobacco. Um, and But I feel like that part of history is also really suppressed, mm. you know? Yeah. So slaves were also farming a lot of hemp, is what I'm getting to. <laughs> so um, a big movement that's happening now is cannabis should be their harvest. It should be their wealth since we, we are the ones who built this country on the systems using their backs. Um, so in a lot of ways they are still being directly oppressed by the cannabis industry for the fact that it is mostly white. Um, I, it's, I want to say more than 80% of the cannabis industry in America is owned by white men along with every other industry. Wow. <laughs> um, so now we're really trying to do our part and help other people take back that wealth um, and take and you know take put their stake in the industry and make it known and have people support them for good those good reasons you know wow that's wonderful yeah and that's just I mean brushing the surface I I feel so uneducated still you talk about to jump back a little bit you talk about the cannabis community mm-hmm. can you so there is a community around the plant yes. yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you how would you describe the community? What is the community? Oh my gosh. Well, it's people that you can depend on for information, um, can depend on for support to tell you whether something's good or bad and not kind of like fear that you're gonna 
come after them. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like loyalty and understanding. So the times where I really feel like I'm in the cannabis community is, um, I mean, well, especially if you're a grower, if you're a grower, it's really, really big. But obviously, um, if you are using cannabis for a specific medical condition too, people really bond over that because obviously they have a really big similarity to relate to. Um, but so I pull a lot of, um, kind of like hope and inspiration and knowledge from the growing cannabis community. So if I have something wrong with my plants, I can post a picture on my story and say, Hey guys, what, what do you think is happening here? I don't know what's going on. And I'll get, you know, 50 responses from people saying, Oh, here's a link. I think it's this. Oh, that might be this. Oh, my friend told me, you know, it's just people wanting to help. And I feel like that's all we can really do in this world is just help each other. Mm. And so it's just like finding that like compassion and the the generosity that's, you know, you don't need to get anything back. It's not a transaction. Right. And that's a yeah, beautiful. That's a wisdom nugget right there. Pocket that one, folks. Uh, <laughs> love that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we're all in this together. We need to work together and we need to, yeah. you know, I think open openness, vulnerability. It's huge. Huge. It's all we need. If yeah. everyone was a little bit more vulnerable, the world would be such a better oh place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I challenge you guys, I challenge you listeners to, uh, to just today, maybe it's a day. Today's challenge is to try and be more vulnerable. Yes. Maybe be more open with yes. someone talking to. I love that. Do I love it. that. Oh my gosh. And try some, maybe try cannabis or CBD, try some hemp products. So hemp is completely, it will not get you high at all. That's why it was passed by the farm bill about a year and a half ago. Um, or that's why, excuse me, the Senate passed the farm bill of 2018, yeah. I believe. Um, so that allowed hemp with a THC percentage below 0 0.03 to be shipped nationwide. Okay, hemp with below 0.03% THC. Got it. Cuz remember I was saying THC is the only one that That's, will get you high. Right. So the so hemp still contains really beneficial cannabinoids like CBD, but very very low qualities of THC. Mm. So but you can still if you smoke can you smoke hemp? Yes, you, I have a bunch of hemp we can oh, smoke. Wow, I'll yeah. give you some. Okay, yeah, please. that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I've never smoked it. So. Yeah. And, and it's it's crazy. It smells it it smells just like cannabis. Well, and you, you don't feel so, sorry to interrupt there, but you yeah, don't no, feel you don't feel high when you No. No. <laughs> You gotta try. <laughs> wow. It's, okay. It's crazy. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. But for for me, it's really nice to smoke during the day. Um, to like re just release some anxiety. I don't know if I'm working on a big project, and you know, just everyday day to day stuff. But you don't really want to be high, but want to release. You know, I think, and everyone has an oral fixation of mm. some sort. Right. Um. So yeah, I also just kind of enjoy smoking and vaping right. the act as well you know the audrey hepburn with the cigarette it's such a classic oh, iconic yeah but i just wish it was a joint yeah <laughs> you know just replace everything uh, with, with a, a joint. joint yeah that'd be a lot cooler harry right. potter instead uh, of his wand yeah. Wand is a little j yes. yeah 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 get get hermione high and yeah yeah ron ron weasley <laughs> Yeah. Your accent is incredible. Uh, I wish I could talk like Look that. At this. this is great. This is great. Do I sound like I'm from Australia? Yeah, you do. I think somewhere. You sound like you're from somewhere, which I love. Somewhere not here, <laughs> yeah. though. No, Makoto and I talked about this before the interview, <laughs> trying to do this whole interview in this I accent. need to practice, mate. It's so good. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> 
But I could when you when you were talking about that, there was a little animation I remember watching. You did you see the Snape Snape Severus Snape Harry Potter? No. Oh, there was like a little hand puppet animation oh, of Harry Potter. Okay. I don't know why I thought of that. I want to yeah. see it. Okay. Wait, is this like on TikTok or before? No, this TikTok? is pre TikTok. This is YouTube. You know, early Just YouTube. Someone days. Someone having fun. Someone having fun. Creative. Yeah. So, guys, but to go back see. to the challenge. Go find yourself a hemp joint or yes. a hemp you product. You can order them online. Go to one of my good friends, Smoke Lady J's. They have really good stuff. Is that a Is smokeladyjays.com? Yeah, .com. Okay. And it's all produced in Oregon. Mm. Mm-hmm. And is Oregon a big lo- location for- Yes. Ma- oh, yeah. They're a huge market. But really what you should do, people are growing hemp all over the country. You should find a local hemp company mm. in your state or city. Wow. I guarantee there is one in your state. There is a hemp farm now in every single state in America. Wow. And that's, that's including so cool. Hawaii. Hawaii has a hemp conference every year. I was supposed to go this year, but it had to be canceled again. Oh, wow. Gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah people are really producing hemp. It's, it's huge. Again, you can find the benefits you need in plant medicine. You just have to kind of figure it out for yourself and see what works best for your body. Right. So yeah, I love that you're telling yeah. people to smoke. Oh yeah, hemp. oh yeah, I love it. Yes, we're to gonna go- smoke some after this. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to <laughs> have a little hemp sash. Yes. But um, one thing that I want to go back to is OK OK Creative, the, mm-hmm. the the company that you co-founded. Make sh- go check out their website right now too. It's oh. a really beautiful. It's a really pretty website. Thank you. Um, but I thought your descriptions were funny, and uh, there's a couple <laughs> questions I have now after reading some articles. So if you look at the bio page, um. You you mentioned how um you know this isn't really generating you how do you make money mm-hmm. and then you said well we'll talk about that later like ask us later <laughs> which we haven't gotten yeah, okay but like how how, how we does we need to get back to that yeah how does it make money how would it make money totally so we kind of had to by so by working at other agencies Whitney has worked at a few agencies before as well so we could kind of see how they do their work as well so. Just like any other place, you can bill by hours, one, um, depending on your like how your specialty is. So that's what we do for just general consulting. Um, so obviously set your hourly rate. You know, we charge like – me personally, I would charge like $50 an hour. Um, and so that's just one way. And then also we do specific content for people. So some people will say, you know, I need 30 – set of photos that are all lifestyle, outdoor, different, some with product shots, some just hand shots with diverse models, all different scenes, like maybe doing a hobby, maybe on a hike, all this stuff. So we say, okay, so for 30 photos, we normally charge 30 to $35 per photo. Mm. So already that's a $1,000 package right there. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So it really just you – we, we got to add a lot of stuff together. We put things together like, oh, okay, so you want to do some photos and then do you want to post on my feed too? I can promote you mm. using the photos that we are giving to you already. Wow. So it it's really it, – it's an it lends itself to being easily cross-promotable because we're going to – we're using the content that we're already creating. Wow. Whoa, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So then it's a certain amount of money – uh, for a feed post on my story versus stories yeah. that I put up. And then it's a even big, more bigger price than Whitney's because she has three times the amount of followers that wow. I do. And, and is it a substantial difference in cost between a story post and a feed or like a, you know, 
yeah, feed post? Yeah, but normally we'll do – it would be the same. Like one feed post would be the same as like five stories. Okay. Does that make sense? One feed, yep. For money equivalent. Right, I mean. that makes sense. But that's just how we do it. People do right. it differently everywhere. Got it. Um, but there's this really cool account on Influencer – or excuse me, on influencer, <laughs> on Instagram. Wow, called influencer pay gap, and you can people submit what they are paid with all of their demographics. Like I'm a white male who's 25, and I'm a fitness influencer, and this say this deodorant company paid me like two thousand dollars for a feed post. In six stories. So he submits that mm. and then they put it up on their feed anonymously. But then other influencers and just random people can go look and say, oh, shit, I have that. I have that. Why haven't I been charging this amount? Whoa. So it's a really good like cross reference. Yeah. So we really need to. That's why I'm saying su like supporting people and giving people information. We're creating this as we go. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> Like, let me just get that straight. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> we are making shit up as we go. Wow. But you need to do your, we're really good at researching and obviously we're intelligent. And so, you know, we can deduct our own prices using market statistics Whoa. and other resources we find. What was that website? Is that like a public, like anyone yeah, could public. log on to that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's just an account you can follow on Instagram. Oh, so it's called it's, Influencer Pay Gap. That's it. That's it. Okay, wow. At interesting. Influencer, influencer Pay, pay Gap. gap. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really interesting. Right? Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. That's a nugget <laughs> right there. Look at all these nugs we're getting. This is a nug I heavy love episode. Nugs. <laughs> nugs are my favorite. Nugs are nugs are tight. So another <laughs> Another thing that I found on your website was you guys, you got, well, you're an English writing major mm -hmm. and I saw you had written an article on the website and I read it. It was about your experience being in Europe for 12 hours yes. and everything that happened. It was I can't believe you read it. Barcelona, right? It was right and when Corona hit. So there was a moment where after a full, full day of activities, mm -hmm. you're in bed and you wake up and your friends are telling me, oh my God, the president just posted like they're closing the borders. And then you so said surreal. that you are not, you like wanted to go back to bed because you are in quotes, not a night person. Can you talk a little bit about that? What does that mean? What does that mean? You are not a night person. So basically I woke up in the middle of a REM cycle and I was, I was just hoping and praying it was a dream. Um, but also I do kind of feel like I have this like lucid kind of dreaming sometimes where, especially cause I smoke so much too. So I'll go to sleep often pretty high and then, um, just dreaming takes a weird, weird turn, weird <laughs> journey, yeah. weird course. Whoa. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're all, we had just come from the cannabis club and we were being woken up like three and a half hours later. So I was so out of it. I was just like, this isn't happening. Maybe if I just say it's not happening, it'll go away. <laughs> guys, you guys go back to bed. I was like, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. so bad. Did that work? No, Sasha, okay. Okay. one of our friends, her handle is Silence Tippy. She's a gem. Um, she was like, no, McCarter, this is serious. And later I like, I've apologized to her so many times. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm she so was like, she's like, no, I know. Like I yeah. had just woken you up. Like that's hard. It's hard to wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. So I think it's more so just like, 
I'm just so out of it. Mm. And 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 I'm just a very blunt person. So then everything that just comes out of my mouth is just very <sighs> blunt and people are just thrown off. Wow. They're like, what? What's happening? What'd she say? Why'd wow. she say that? <laughs> I want to sit on this dream thing a little bit because I love I love talking about dreams. Oh, really? I love talking about my dreams. Okay. Yeah. Um, what have you have you had any weird dreams recently that you can think of? <sighs> yes. Okay. Well, actually with <laughs> Okay, so I remember it was with um it was a with Angela Koala Puffs so who I'm going this weekend for her birthday um to see her. But so we are the crew that went to Spain together. Um so we were sponsored to go by G Pen, another one of our clients. It's a very big vaporizer battery company. Um so I had a dream a few weeks ago that we all were in Spain. Um, but then Angela's dad died, but oh. he was Jason Bateman what? and I love Jason Bateman. Oh my God. <laughs> so like my mind is like, I totally see what's happening here. Whoa. Um, and then we like all broke up as friends and we weren't friends anymore because her dad, Jason Bateman died while Whoa. we were all like in Spain and we didn't do anything about it, I guess. And then I told everyone about it and they just all laughed in my face. <laughs> so so her dad is holding you guys together. He's the glue. Actually, her mom is the glue. Oh, wow. Her mom is the best. Whoa. She has an Instagram too, Mama Koala. Mama Koala. What, is she just she just keeps you guys together, wants you guys She's to... just the mama. She's the mama. <laughs> She's the mama. <laughs> She's just our cheerleader. Oh, so cool. Um, no, but we're I mean, it's just a good friend group and we all we work in the industry as well. Um, so but yeah, we're we very much have a friendship outside of Instagram as well. Um, so it's just super funny that, that <laughs> my brain just conjured that up. I know. But um, a dream I always have actually, and it's like the end of kind of like a nightmare, is just me falling down stairs in like picture like a white set of staircase just in the middle of space. And Whoa. I'm falling down it and then I wake up. Wow. Wait. That happens to me all the time. That's the same dream? Yeah. That's how I wake up, though. I don't remember what's happening prior to that. Okay, hold on. White staircase, and it's like floating in space. In space. Yeah. And you're walking, you're falling down. I it. just like fall down it and wake up. Whoa. That's really, that's trippy. That's. I know. I have a lot of really trippy space dreams, too, because I, I totally believe there's other things. life forms out there. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, what's another space dream? Hmm. So. Similar to the Matrix where he finds out that all those bodies are like plugged into that machine and they're like the energy source. Yeah. I kind of have like a similar dream sequence like that, but all these like humans are just like light beams and we're just like orbing around each other. But the but we're just like out in space too. Oh. So there's no like atmosphere. And then I'm like, wait, can I breathe? And then I like wake up. <laughs> can I breathe? <laughs> I need to. Oh my gosh. But it's really, really scary because like no, feeling, have you ever felt infinity? Like. Though the, oh. Like infinite. The infinite. Of you know, space. Yeah. It, what? It's, it's an exciting. Okay. Listeners, inducing. if you have felt that too, send me a DM because I. It's I've, triggering for I me. I felt like this. I would think about this in like high school, middle yes. school, 
like I would try to think about what is the edge of space like. Yes. You know, and then it's scary. There was something about that thought, yeah, that like I, I, the more I thought about it, the more like lost I would feel, yes. and like really like it would do something. Same visceral feeling. Yes. Yeah, the infinite. Yeah, the infinite. <sighs> really, and I feel like that's kind of where we go when we die too. Whoa, this kind of in, infinite sort of yeah. space. Yeah, I've read some crazy theories on that oh, too. Gosh. Oh gosh, I can't get going about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, but dreams, guys. Dreams are dreams are amazing. Wait, do you have any dreams you can tell me? Yeah, let's see. Um, I had this weird. Oh man, I had this really intense dream Ooh. recently um, involving my. So, like, I was like in this like palatial mansion, and yes. um, I was learning that. My dad actually comes from a long line of like wealthy Mexican, like a long line of wealthy Mexicans. Whoa. And we were in this like palace. And I remember there were two restaurants in the palace. Oh my God. It was so weird. One was like for wealthy people and the other was for ultra wealthy people. <laughs> and we walked through the doors and it's just for the ultra wealthy, like these saloon type doors. And when we get in, it's super dim. And there's just like a few like really old people like hunched over a table, like really not saying, like bad vibes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> my family, we all gather around this table, mm-hmm. like a, like round table. And it's pretty quiet. We might exchange a few words. And all of a sudden this figure comes out and he sits down at the table. Oh. And I, yeah, I immediately recognize it to be the devil. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> Like Lucifer. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Himself. Yeah, and he just starts saying like the most evil shit, and like, I, like what language? I don't know. I don't know. But I just reckon I knew it was evil. I recognized it to be totally the devil's language. Yeah, the devil's language, and like occasionally, like it was a human, but like occasionally it would like. I would see it's like true form. Whoa! (laughs) And so I remember, like, and it was all directed to my sister, all directed to Natalie. And I remember I got up. <laughs> I'm not a violent person. This is so it's such a bizarre dream. And I remember I got up and I just started like smashing it. Oh my god. Like gosh. trying to like push it into the ground with my feet. <laughs> and it just, get in get the in ground. The, yeah. Go back to where you but, came from. Yeah, but obviously it was like um, you know, invulnerable or or uh, what's the word, immortal. So it just wow. yeah. and then I woke up. It was like, hey, hey, you fool. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't die. I can't die. <laughs> I can't die. Yeah, and then we like we got up and like wow. he apologized. What? No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I, this is how I wish the dream went. Yeah, he got up, he like, apologized. Oh, Zach, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah. I didn't mean it. I, like, I thought you were a different family. You know what? That that's fine, Lucifer. If, <laughs> I've got a little hemp here if you wanna Yes, let's go smoke <laughs> sure it. Yeah. Yes. Well, what's funny is um, when I was a baby or like a toddler or something, yeah. my mom was in the grocery store with me and this old woman came up to her and said, your child has the devil inside her. It's <laughs> so creepy. And I looked like, I mean, my red hair, I looked, I was called the devil child. Whoa. Should, that was the, that was like your nickname. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, the devil. Child. Yeah. Wait, do you remember this or did you, was this just a story? Oh, I remember being called like the devil child. And I remember that old woman coming up and saying, That's so creepy. your daughter has the devil, <laughs> the devil in her. her. Whoa. Wow. And she was like, you can see it in her eyes. <laughs> and of course I was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I was a terror. As a kid, yeah. just like so full of energy wild. Yeah. Cause I was the third. Third girl and last child um, and youngest. And I was four years below one sister and six years below the other one. Okay. So they were closer 
So you just the age gap there. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a part of what they were doing, but I was too young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would always be kicking their boyfriends in the balls. No way, like physically, like actually. Yes. No, for, for real. I was like abusive. I t- <laughs> I sincerely apologize if anyone's listening and I did that to them. I so, just wanted male attention. Oh, okay. So is it like as opposed to like I was like trying to flirt. Oh, that was how you flirted. Yeah. Is that still is that still a tactic? I you? should do that. Yeah, if if Makarta kicks you right there, you know what's going on. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's that's an interesting tactic. I I don't know. I'm trying to we'll think. We'll see if it'll work. Still, I, I broke my arm trying to impress a group of uh. That's like ladies. I, yeah, ladies. I remember my sister Lauren had like the her like. I think it was like Girl Scouts. There's like something like that over at yes. the house. And I was like, how funny would it be <laughs> if I went out the backyard, climbed over the fence, and then rang the front doorbell? <laughs> like in my head, like that was like, oh my God, that would be so funny. Like that would totally go. Were you high at the no, time? No, I must, maybe. I did like, <laughs> so I literally climb up the fence and like, as I'm going over, I like snag on something and I fall and I land right on my arm. Oh. So I remember- I go to the door and I ring it and I'm just like, my arm is like super swollen (laughs) and I'm crying. (laughs) So instead of like impressing them, like I go into the kitchen where all of them are sitting and I'm crying. (laughs) Wait, who answered the door though? My mom. (laughs) Were you like, She's like, what the hell? She's like, what the hell? Yeah. You could just tell like, that's where I started. You know, that's where I first, my first tactic there to flirt was, uh, Climb a wall. Yeah, climb a wall. And get hurt. Yeah. Okay, this uh, this reminds me. There's an, there's another thing. In, in On the website, you say specifically that you are not an ad agency or not an agency. I know. What does that mean? Like, why, why do you? Yeah. So the issue is that, well, one, Whitney and I used to work for agencies, and we just really don't like the agency mentality. Um, what is it? It's like, very what? much like try really hard to get a client um, and impress them right away. But then like the work just falls off the bat and you lose them and don't keep up the good work. Mm. We just want to really help people engage with their audience and grow their own community and have people benefit from cannabis and hemp Mm. usage personally. Yeah. So we just kind of have a different goal, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But it's also just the two of us. Just the, the two, two of us. us. <laughs> we can make, make it if we try. <laughs> Just the two. But really, people oh still God. message us all the time on Instagram, and they're like, "We would love to work with you. Can I send my resume?" And we're like, "Bitch, it is the two of us, and we can <laughs> yeah, barely yeah, yeah. afford ourselves." <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like we're not trying to give well, the impression that we are some like big agency. Right. So we're really it's just the the connotations of these words okay. that oh. we're repelled from. Yeah, you're just being careful. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Sorry if you were confused. Oh no, yeah, no. Thank but you. But we for are technically that. a boutique agency. Ooh. But we tell people we are a partnership. It's just, a, yeah. It's all semantics. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I get I mean, yeah. Yep. I was having that conversation yesterday. Yeah, semant- semant- rhetoric. Yeah, who knows what it really is. It's yeah. all just like everyone's going to think it's something different in their own mind anyway. Yeah. And I can't control that. You can't control what they – but you just started singing a song. And yes. that reminded me that music was something that's still big in your life, yes, right? Yes, so even- big. Oh, I've been really into Sam Cooke. 
mm. lately with all of the protests and everything yeah. happening. I mean, I grew up on Marvin Gaye and the mm. Temptations and the Supremes. That was my dad's, his joy. Wow. Um, so I know at like all of that, you know, by heart. Um, What's your favorite Sam Cooke song? Oh, well... I mean, right now it's probably a change is going to come. Oh man, that is such a powerful song. Yeah. And it's just like, it just makes me cry like every time. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it just, we just need, it just like, that's what keeps me going to be like, we need change. Like this song is freaking 60 years old and they were asking for the same shit. Like just give us equal rights. And the fact that women don't even have equal rights in our country as well. Like the equal rights amendment was never passed like crazy shit. And yeah, I have a, you know, I have a really loud voice and vocal and I feel like it's good for advocating. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for bringing up that song though. That's, that is such a beautiful song. If you're listening and you haven't heard that song, please put that on after. Gosh, it's maybe the best song ever. (sighs) Wow. Yeah, that, that, that could be argued, and I think I would like to argue it. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Then it, now it's out there. So if you want to counter back to who that, wants to go against who me? wants to go against that? A change is going to come by Sam Cooke, the best song that exists out there. Period. Yep. Counter mm-hmm. that. Counter that. Yep. Send me a message if you actually. <laughs> this is great. Let's see. I love this. Yeah. yeah. Um, music. Have you heard of Krungbin? Yes, I love. Oh Krung my! Ben. I love Krungbin. Them and Leon Bridges is like. Yeah. Mwah. Oh, Amazing. so good. Yeah. I hope they just collab for the rest for of the time. For the rest of the rest of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's such got it's crew it's spelled like crew ang ben. Mm-hmm. But it means airplane. Oh, does it really? Mm-hmm. Yes. In what language? I don't know. Because okay, I'm pretty sure it's Vietnamese. <laughs> I thought it was Vietnamese. Really? I don't know. I, I thought they said it was like a Vietnamese name. Well, all I know is that on their Instagram it says it means airplane. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> You know, I saw them live last year oh, and um, they like at the end of the show or well, uh, yeah, at the end of the show, they were like, you know, we never would have called ourselves this name if we would have predicted our commercial success. Cause it is hard. Like you read it. Yeah. People, people ask me all the time how to pronounce it. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is how I pronounce it. So you listen it. to them that, you listen to them that much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I post them on my story and stuff Whoa. sometimes. Who's another group that you, you really have been vibing to? Uh, let me think. Well, I mentioned my Susto. Um, oh, yeah. everyone should listen oh. to Susto. They're really cool, kind of like acid country rock. Like Whoa. I post them on my story all the time. I saw um I went to a bunch of their shows back in Indiana in college. Oh, sick. Yeah, and they had this really cool like virtual tour they did that you could just pull up on your computer and pay what you could for like a virtual ticket. Like a like a virtual tour of the concert? Or yeah, sorry, it was the show. Virtual show, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really cool. I think all bands should be doing that right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing a drive-in uh, concert in Fort Collins, I think. Oh, festival. Have you heard of this? No, I mean I've heard of drive-ins. <laughs> okay, yeah. You heard of this thing called a drive-in? Have you heard of this drive-in? <laughs> yeah, no. it's incredible. Yeah, but actually, it is a cool concert for a concert like that. Never would have happened. Yes. Oh yeah, especially now. Yeah, especially now. Wow. So, a drive-in music festival. Crazy. Yeah, people are getting people are getting creative out there. With- but then what? about will drinking and driving be a bigger mm, thing i feel like that's a good question probably right how I mean, are they gonna manage that i don't know yeah also not to be morbid but what if someone like brings a gun or something oh how are they gonna because yeah, what about all the security that? 
They're well, just like, well, well, everyone's in their own Bacardi, car. Ricardo, you you are thinking about it. This so real. Like those are the actual things that you gotta right away, man. The, yeah. I'm just like you're just like Bing, Bing, Bing. These are ideas that you need to think about. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you could open up your own driving and you could solve these problems. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Is there a sponsor out there who yeah. wants to sponsor McCarter's driving? Yeah, McCarter's that sounds pretty. A cannabis or hemp sponsor. Whoa. We could maybe do something. Yeah, let's have. We just need to find a space. See, that's the thing is events are about to be so changed too. Like, when mm. are we gonna have? Is are we ever gonna have a normal like concert again? Can we ever go to Red yeah. Rocks again? Come on, I you what you actually think that's like over for good? Like, no way. Those are totally guess, gonna come back. Yeah, I mean, I guess everyone can just go and wear a mask, and then it's like yeah. do it at your own risk. But you think this it would be like permanently different? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay. Conversation. Yeah, conversation started. started. No, I mean, that, for me, I just don't even want it because like that would be so devastating. It's horrible. Like, music. Live music concert. And if you haven't been to Red Rocks, when it opens back up, I'm bullish on it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Go to a Red Rocks. Have you been to Red Rocks? Oh, yeah. So good. Of course. It's a cool Amazing. venue. Amazing. Maybe the best show I saw there was Kings of Leon. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Wow. They were really good. I'll have to think of some other people. They, yeah, they, they put on a really good live show. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, world's just nuts. But we got to stay vulnerable. We got to stay vulnerable. We got to stay open, honest, and we got to move forward in love. Yes. Yeah. Love Love. thy neighbor. Okay. I was talking to my mom on the drive here, and she asked, she thought I should ask you this question. Okay. It's kind of funny. You'll be like, Rip. I'm ready. All right. What is love? Like, what, what, how would you define love? What is love? Um, love. It's just a, a feeling. Love is a feeling. Hmm. Is it a strong feeling? Yes. The most strong. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's also just like a string of, it's all the emotions combined combined together, like whirled up in a smoothie. Whoa. That's a good way. That's a good way to imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Smoothie (laughs) of feeling. Yeah. Really? Um, Because yeah, I mean, you, I I don't know. Cause there's some, well, there's also so many different types of love too. Right. That's important to bring in for like my sisters and my parents. Right, familial and then, love. Yeah. And then like a romantic yep. love. And then like a platonic, like a, yeah. Like the love of thy friend. Yeah. Or yeah. And then your friends and then like animals, but then also loving nature and loving mm. your hobbies. And wow. I don't know, loving love too. Yeah. yeah love, <laughs> loving curiosity. Like I just think love plays into everything. And so it's hard to have its own love is everything. And everything is love. Mm. That's a quote from code of the friend. Y'all need to listen to code of the friend. What is that? Oh my God. <laughs> Possibly one of, okay. Actually he's the, he called himself in one of his songs yeah. that he is like the modern day Sam cook. Mm. He like, very smooth, like rapper from like New York. Um, but he like just speaks love and mm. forgiveness and self healing and self growth. And I've been listening. He's Whitney and I, he's our favorite artist. Say the name again. Coda. So it's K O T A. Oh, Coda. The friend. So that's his like his his rap name or his artist name. Yeah. And he's getting really, really big. Like he's gonna be the next like Mac Miller or Whoa. I don't even know who else to compare. Like he caught like 
He's the modern day Sam Cooke. Wow, that's crazy. He is amazing. I cannot preach about him. I can't him. believe I haven't heard of him. I know, me too. Yeah, is... Can you like play some of his? Yeah, maybe I'll, at I'll the see. End? Well, I'll, need Cut a, it. I'll need to see if I can get credit. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know about that. Yeah. Can we play a five second? Even that, I was reading, I was actually reading about this last night. Oh, Copyright in like, yeah, the, the creative licenses, yeah, it's really crazy. Even one second, that's a myth. They can do one second and like it's legal then. Oh. Be careful. Yeah. If you guys are making a podcast or if you guys Dude, are doing something, that's you know. crazy. You got the knowledge. Good for knowing that. Yeah. I would have been careful. like, let's just play a let's few just play seconds. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. What if I just rap on top <laughs> yeah, of it? Right, right. And you can't even hear him yeah. really. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's all these like restrictions with it. So wow. we can we can ask. Maybe, maybe you'll good for knowing. It up. Um, but yeah, he also just preaches that like black people need to like create their own systems mm. and like create their own businesses and not play into the systems that are already in place. But it's also so hard when you look at the system systems, like the banking. Right. How do you financial. get, how do you get in there? Exactly. Um, but Coda didn't, he almost signed with like Kanye and like all these other people want him to sign, but he created his own record label instead. Whoa. So he's just like such an advocate of like, be your own person, be your own boss. Like, you know what I mean? Like positive, like really yeah, positive stuff. Builds like the life you want to live. Wow. And yeah, mm. it's, he's beautiful and amazing. I love you, Coda. <laughs> I'm obsessed oh with gosh. him. We all are. So it sounds like the the lyrics in the song really have like had an impact on you and Whitney. Oh yeah. So uh -huh. that's for me, hold on. This is something that I struggle with. I, when I listen to music, am so focused on like the rhythm and the melody mm -hmm. that I almost never pay attention to the lyrics. I almost wow. never hear. And you could tell me, you could be like, yo, check out Coda's lyrics. I can go and like start out trying to hear them. Yeah. But get so distracted. Like, I don't know, for wow. whatever reason, I'm like tunnel vision. That's crazy. I'm only ever listening to lyrics. lyrics. Whoa. But I'm such a writing person. Mm. I've never, I've always really enjoyed music, but I've never really been good at like notes and keeping yeah. beat and okay. stuff yeah but for words i've always been very good at words maybe we should collab let's collab words. on a song yeah i'm not kidding i've always wanted to okay we will after this i'm doing the hemp sesh okay we got some activities on up. yeah we this. do the we last need to wrap this baby yeah up. okay yeah 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 <laughs> let's we, we got shit to do right now <laughs> Um, well, okay, McCarter, this is uh, the last question. I brought this onto the podcast. This is the hardest question in the book, um, but I'm going to ask you now. Oh, no. What is the meaning of life? No, I knew it was coming. So every day I ask myself, what is life? Mm. Every day. Like in the like when you wake yes. up? Yes, <gasps> every day because I am also on that search. Um but every day I kind of find it something different. And I think that's kind of what life means. And so I always try and go back to love, but some days that really can't be the priority. Some days it has to be working really hard. And some days it has to just be like relaxing and getting really into my mind and understanding why I reacted some way about why someone said something. So it's just like, I'm, I wish I had an answer. I'm still on the hunt too, but yeah. I definitely think it's the culmination of picking after finishing one day. And even if it was really, really hard and challenging, like it's going to make you such a better person for getting through that and seeing like, okay, that was hard, but I'm not going to 
kill myself because I fucked up. Because that is something that goes through my head. Like as someone who like struggles with mental health, like that is something that, yeah, it's just like, no, just because you fuck up, like that's okay. You, you're still worthy. You can forgive yourself. And so different days can just be those different themes. And that's kind of what I found. And that's kind of what's helped me through life. Well, guys, that's a nugget bomb for you. So absorb that one. Oh. Yeah, seriously. But I, I feel like that's it. We're all on this search for the meaning, you know? Yeah. We could have this answer today and tomorrow. But every day it's different, I, I find. Mm. I mean, well, I guess some days it could, two days could maybe be very similar. <laughs> very similar, right? You can have yes. similar days. But Man. every few days, I'm always like, it's something different today. Oh. Well, McCarter, it has been such a pleasure having you on this show. It has been a pleasure for me. You're amazing. Like your your whole personality, everything about oh, you. Stop. Yeah. You're amazing it's too. It's been so much fun. I'm really happy we know each other. Yeah, me I too. can't believe we it's been what, like six or seven it's been years a, a since we've been. A few hot yeah, a few years <laughs> for sure. Hot second. Wow, life is crazy. I also don't believe in time. I think all time is happening at once. Wow. Okay. Well that's 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other podcast right there. That'll be part two. That's part two. That, exactly. That's part two. Well, McCarter, once again, thank you so Love much. You, You're amazing. McCarter gets high on Instagram. If you want to find out her, uh, go to her website, okokcreative.com. Folks, this has been another episode of In The Area Podcast. If you guys like this content, smash that subscribe button. Listen to last week's episode where I interviewed Julia Briggs. And stay tuned for next week for your weekly dose of nugget bombs. Boy! Yeah!